What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Kessel Run Radio, the fastest Star Wars show in the entire galaxy. Uh, my name is Noah Outlaw. I'm your host, as always, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 12 of Kessel Run Radio. Can't believe we're at 12. I feel like I just started this show. Uh, and uh, we got a great show lined up for you today. Don, Donnie Williams, not John Williams, Donnie Williams, his brother, has been talking a lot about the rise of Skywalker in the past couple days and, and, and has released a few interesting tidbits that we're going to talk about on today's show. Also, a new uh, set of Blu-rays are coming out because Disney loves, you know, money. And that's, that's basically all they're doing that for. But we'll discuss, uh, there's some cool cover art too that we can maybe talk about and also uh, if we're going to pick them up. Uh, and then also Bloomberg thinks that kids nowadays don't like Star Wars. And uh, also we got a bunch of viewer questions that we're going to answer on the, sh on the show today, Jesus. And uh, alright, I have a great guest on today, well, it's my buddy, uh, he's a stand-up comedian who has a special coming out pretty soon I hear. Uh, you also know him from Collider Movie Talk, Collider Jedi Council, Schmoes No, Trivia, Movie Trivia, Schmodown, all that good stuff, Mark Ellis, what's up man? Dude, uh, congratulations on 12. I was I was waiting for you to hit the 10 mark before I <laughs> to do the show. So you're in double figures now. That's a that's a big accomplishment. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. It's been a, you know it's been a long journey. You know, in these past two months. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, we're gonna have have many more hopefully. Yeah, man. It's been uh, it's been good getting to know you over the years. I think we first met when I went to Houston uh, at the Improv. Yeah. And uh, we took a picture. And when we took the picture, I realized anytime I take a picture with Noah from now on. I need like a step ladder or an apple box <laughs> or something to, to stand on. So, you know, so it doesn't look like I'm your son going. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Well, I'll, I'll just every time I know I'm going to see you, I'll just bring one and I'll put please, it on the ground for you. Please do. It would really it mean a world of difference to me and the comments online. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right. Well, let, let's get right into this. Uh, so Don Williams, you know, good old Donnie, not Johnny, have, was talking about the rise of Skywalker, and he just mentioned nonchalant that John is scoring 135 minutes of film for The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I don't know if that means that's just the total runtime of the film. I don't know how that works. Does he, does, does, does like JJ just give John the entire film and just go, just put music over everything, and if we need to cut any out, we will? I don't know if that's how it works. Um, but if that is how it works, that means The Rise of Skywalker is going to be about two hours and 30 minutes long, which is a hefty runtime. That's about what the same for the last jedi that's what last jedi was um so mark what are you thinking about that i mean do you want it to maybe be a little longer because they have a lot to wrap up in this movie well i mean for me personally i could watch the rise of skywalker be four hours long but i think yeah. that in keeping with with classic star wars running time that this is actually right in that range if it's 135 minutes uh of a film then it's it's you know two hours 15 minutes and that's right in line with what we got with Return of the Jedi and probably Revenge of the Sith. I'm not as up on Revenge of the Sith runtime as in Return of the Jedi, but they feel like they're about yeah. the same. And, you know, again, I'm assuming Don Williams is somebody close to John Williams. I don't know, is that his kid? Is that <laughs> yeah. his brother? Who is that? It's his brother. It's his brother. It's his brother. Okay, so um, I, it, this, is, this is interesting to me. I imagine that, like, if I'm trying to think in my head of where the film is at, because that's really the big story to me in this uh, report is that, okay, how close are we to having a finished version of Rise right. of Skywalker? Um, when J.J. and company were at uh, Comic-Con in 2015 promoting The Force Awakens, um, somebody asked them, like, where in the editing process they are. And at that point, J.J. said that we have a cut of the film. And again, that's okay. 
that's you know late July, and so now we're a few weeks beyond that. So I imagine they're pretty close to what the final edit is going to be with the movie, and now it's more tweaking than it is actually cutting scenes and adding stuff like that. So I think that 135 is a pretty good number to go on yeah. from that standpoint. That we can we can bet on something like that to be the final runtime of the film. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, you know, two two hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, I you know I was thinking we might get to three hours for this final installment. You know, kind of like in game. You know, had that you know it has a lot to wrap up. And you know, in game came in at just about three hours. And I think that that flew by for me. You know, I saw I saw it three times, and and I never felt that runtime. It really it always, you know, I because I really I was invested in the story and what they were they had to wrap up over all that all those movies. And I feel like Star Wars could do the same thing. Like you said, I'll watch if JJ goes, guys, you're gonna sit in the theater for six hours and watch this. I'll be like, of course we are. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah, we're gonna would... sit there. I'll sit there as long as you want me to. You know, but I don't, uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like. Uh, I don't think that, that they're getting notes from from the mouse saying, "Oh, your your film needs to fit within this runtime" or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you are making this movie for a wide audience, which as we know Star Wars does, look, us hardcore fans, we're gonna buy the Blu-ray. We're gonna look at all the deleted scenes. We're gonna look at all that yeah. good stuff. But I think that a a hundred thirty five minute running time is very fair to what um, it, I think that strikes a nice balance between the hardcore fans and people who also just want to go sit in a nice air conditioned room and be swept away by a space opera. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, looks like that the trash people are coming on down my street, so that they're going to be loud. Say, but it's okay. Sounded like a droid somewhere. In the yeah, room. no, the the droids are coming to get me. They they, ah, they, okay. they don't they don't they don't want us talking about Donnie. That's the Disney's <laughs> droids. They're like Donnie's been talking a little too much, and uh, I know you're going to make an episode about it. No, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. I, I think I think 135 is uh, is is pretty good, and I think that gives them plenty of time to to wrap up this story. And it, and we don't we have no idea what what's going on in this movie either. You know, we don't really. We've seen the trailer. We didn't get barely got anything from the trailer other than you know old Palps, you know, laughing about whatever he's laughing about, you know. But so we'd have no idea what what they're what story they're telling. Maybe they only need two hours, two hours and ten minutes to tell the story. Uh, so we'll we'll see. You know, maybe one, maybe once we get the second trailer, we can be like, okay, this movie seems like it's gonna it has a lot on its plate, or if it doesn't. So uh, we'll, 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 this is a conversation for later. But Donnie's got us talking right now. Well, Donnie also brought up a good point, though, because he's like, you know, basically inferring that like every Star Wars score that you've ever heard yeah. is going to be in this movie. And it's like, well, OK, now I'm starting to think about the runtime. Is that long enough to get right. all these beloved scores in there? So um, I, I don't know if if Don Williams uh, is up on every Star Wars score that we've ever heard or if he's just talking about the most iconic ones. But right. there is a lot of great stuff in the classic trilogy. There's some some good tracks from the prequels. And then you have the new crop of the Disney films that have given us some some nice iconic score moments as well. Yeah. So like, 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 if we actually were going to put everything in there, um, what are what is on screen? Right. While Duel of the Fates plays. Jar Jar's theme is going to play. And then we're going to what the theme? fuck is what's going what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Jar Jar's showing up. He's like, "Oh, Misa back." You know what I mean? It like doesn't make. It's not going to make any sense. But if so, if if they if they have every single score or theme, I mean, from from all the films, we got a lot. We got a lot going on in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and, and actually, that that actually kind of leads to what I was going to ask you in a, in a minute about the, all the scores. Is obviously not every single character that has a theme is going to show up in some way or be mentioned. 
even if they're not going to mention Jar Jar, there's no way, you know, I and mean, he has a whole ass theme, you know, he's not, they're not going to mention him, but I give me your, your like starting five of like people, characters you'd want to see show up in the rise of Skywalker or be mentioned. Um, you know, you obviously think about force ghosts as well. You know what I mean? You gotta, cause that's kind of the main way we can bring people from the past back into the films. So what's your starting five? Right. So if we're going to keep it to these are characters that we want to see in Rise of Skywalker that maybe that, that were not shown in the first trailer. Yeah. Then number one is R2-D2. <laughs> because oh, well, yeah, I don't think I don't know if I saw r Maybe he was in one shot, but mm-hmm. I need R2-D2 and I need R2-D2 to survive and continue on. OK, right. him and 3 Um So R2 is my number one round draft pick. Um, number two is going to be Luke Skywalker. I yeah. need to see. Force Ghost of Luke, um, and then, oh man, I, I because I think we we do have some sort of confirmation that Carrie Fisher does have a role in there. Yeah, but because she was not in the trailer, I'm going to draft uh, Princess Leia with my, okay. my my third round pick. And then if I have two picks left, um, we we heard Palpatine last, so I'm not going to take Palpatine. Um, I am going to say. I, then let me go in this order because I would have said Yoda then Obi Wan, but because we yeah. got Yoda in Last Jedi, like it was nice to see Yoda again. I really want to see Obi Wan, and then yeah. my fifth round pick. I am going to say I want to see Vader. Yeah. Whether that's that that could be Anakin Skywalker, that could be Darth. I want to see right. somebody who inside or outside of that costume. I, I agree with you. I think uh, I'll, I'll, my starting five would be. You know, R2, of course, is going to be in it, and Leia is going to be in it for sure. Um, and so I'm going to leave them off. But, like, so at point guard, I got Yoda, you know, short. He's, he's short. You can, he's not going to put him at center or anything like that. You're going to have – you got you to gotta throw Obi-Wan. I think Obi-Wan would be a solid shooting guard. Uh, yes. And I want to see Obi-Wan so bad just show up. And I think you can bring oh, Ewan yeah. back. You got you can bring Ewan back and uh, put him in some makeup if you need to. Or not. Even just, just, just let prequel – you know, they change every now and then. It's like – I'm going to be younger today. And then he shows up like you and McGregor in, in episode three, you know, but um, no, but like bring you and back. Uh, and also I, you're going to, you have to bring Anakin back. Hayden, Hayden Christensen is not doing anything right now. I mean, he just did a movie with Emma Roberts about pizza or something like that. He, you know, he, he needs work. Right. And so he, 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 he will do it. And I think if you brought him back, um, it would be a perfect way to kind of bring all the trilogies together um and let's see also i don't know i, w- I would like to see qui-gon that'd be pretty cool see force Ghost qui-gon cool. just hanging out have him center liam neeson's a tall guy uh and and, and you know who i maybe bring bring plo coon let's go let's get the boy plo coon in here <laughs> or someone like kiati mundi with his big ass head someone like that i would like this to have like a like have like a jedi reunion almost at the end of this film well maybe just with ray last shot is all them just hanging out you know, oh, cracking cold ones. Great, like money shot at the end, and and have have people who who are force users who have have uh you know have 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 cheer it there or or Baze or whoever right. Donnie Yen's character have right. have them there like like have everybody that we've ever seen use the force in any capacity hanging out on whatever planet we're having the after party because we're gonna win at the end. Mm-hmm. We know it's gonna be a successful victory. Now, here's my question: If you found out tomorrow, you got confirmation that Hayden Christensen is going to be playing Anakin Skywalker in as in a fourth ghost situation in, in rise of Skywalker. Do you think that that would lend more credibility to the theory that Kylo Ren is going to be redeemed because 
Kylo Ren was such a Vader fanatic. He loved Darth Vader memorabilia. He loved what his grandpappy was about. So maybe you bring in an afterlife Darth Vader slash Anakin to come be the clincher to talk to Kylo and be like, hey, dude, stop doing this. Be a good Jedi. What do you think? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I 100% think Kylo is going to be redeemed and mm-hmm. he is going to sacrifice himself, much like Vader. Because, you know, some people, because when I say this, some people go, oh, that's just so unoriginal. We've already seen that. And I'm like, that's true. But we know J.J. loves to kind of bring, tie things in with the original trilogy, likes to, you know, and, and that's how it's always been. All the Star Wars movie, or I don't know if you ever know about the ring theory, um, but the ring theory is kind of like this, this theory that all the movies are connected. All the, and they're all very similar. All the same things kind of happen in different ways. And I do think J.J. is going to continue that. And I think that'll be... The like very poetic in the way that you know Kylo is basically gonna do the exact same thing Vader did, and he is a Vader fanboy. He wants to do what he did, and I think if if Hayden is there, I do think there will be a scene with 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 Anakin talking to Kylo like, "Look, dude, I was an asshole too. You're an asshole now. Let's let's stop doing this." And he'll be like, oh, "Okay," or something. You know, obviously there'll be way more going into it, but I do think something along the lines will happen like that. And then Hayden will hang out with Ray after that, or Anakin will hang out with Ray with all with with Yoda and Obi Wan and Luke as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be a nice uh, added redemption for uh, for Anakin because you know, I don't think he, I think it's pretty tough to redeem blowing up an entire or, or contributing to blowing right. up Alderaan. It, like, there's yeah. there's a lot of evil stuff that you did for a long time. So yeah. You you saying, oh, by the way, tell your sister she's right. My bad. That ain't gonna cut it with me. So yeah. this was up the redemption. However, I am gonna disagree with you. I don't think that Kylo Ren gets redeemed. Um, I think that he's. I think he's. He's joining in with the rest of the bad pack, and that we just we we gotta we gotta kill him like everybody else. Yeah. See the before before celebration, I would have agreed with you. Yeah. But the fact that they're bringing Palpatine back, I think, is Give really setting up yeah. that. Gives yeah. us another baddie, and I really think it's setting up that that it's the same thing's going to happen with Kylo that happened to Anakin. I really think that he's going to be Palpatine's going to show up. He's going to be like, "Oh, you're you're that's Palpatine right there," and then he's going to Palpatine is he's going to watch Palpatine probably just obliterate Ray because you got to. I mean, Palpatine's maybe the most yeah. powerful Force user of all time, and I think he's going to see that, and I think Kylo will be like, "Actually, no, I, I really like her. I'm gonna I'm gonna help her, and and he'll die." While he does it, just like Vader, and and it's even with Palpatine. Okay, then I'm I'm gonna hedge my bets here, and this might sound a little unfair. I I'm still going in as of today. I'm going in with the theory that Kylo Ren does not get redeemed. However, I think that if he does get redeemed or he goes back to the good side, I think he survives. Okay. I don't. I I think that I think that he ends up um, living and doing a lot of good in the world. Or opening a charity or a library or something like, I don't you, think that he, yeah. he dies because I think that that is a little, it, it, if there's an actor that can pull that off out there, I think Adam drivers of that caliber that can make us believe what we're seeing on screen. So, but like, again, I mean, I, I walk into these movies and, and I kind of check my expectations at the door and I say, look, whatever story you want to tell me, I am a big fan of you. So I'm probably going to accept it. You know, right. that's, just, that's my honest um, take on star Wars is that, if you want to tell me a story, I may not accept all of it. You know, there's a lot of stuff about the prequels that I'm just like, I, I don't buy that. But with what we've had in the new trilogy so far, whatever you want to sell me, I'm probably going to buy. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on the same way. And, and you and you bring a great point, uh, and that I was I was going to mention with with Adam Driver playing Kylo Ren. It's if you do kill him off, you're kind of one. You know, one of the biggest pulls, at least for me, in the sequel trilogy is Adam Driver, and he because he does such an amazing job at Kylo. So if you kill him you really kind of limiting yourself what you can do in the future with him as Kylo. Because, you know, let's say in 20 years they want to continue this story with these characters. If you kill him now, you know, you won't be able to bring him back later. And obviously, obviously Kylo Ren has become one of the most popular characters in, in all of Star Wars. Um, and so I do think they might have, like, the, the business mindset, too, of like, okay, but if we kill him off, we can't use him later. So we'll see. You know, there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of possibilities, but I do I do think he is going to end up re- redeeming himself and then dying. And I think Hayden will be there too, or, or Anakin will be there too, uh, to to help him through that. Good, I like that. So we're so 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 you're in the middle, and I'm on either extreme. Like, where <laughs> he's going to be good, and he's living a happy life. Right, right. There's no there's no in between. Yeah. But can I tell you something? If he does survive, and he tries to go the Luke Skywalker route of like opening a Jedi Academy, I, as a parent, I'm not sending my kids no. to Kylo Ren's. <laughs> absolutely not sorry dude you went really dark there for a long time and i don't want my force sensitive son where i'll take him to broom kids right <laughs> you go to go to broom kid you know yeah. you, like the parents get two flyers in the mail they're like because they've been signing up for the newsletters and it's like okay yeah. ray has a a, a a jedi training camp and yeah. and kylo and, and or or ben solo does formerly kylo ren i'm gonna go with ray you know that's like that's kind of mm-hmm. like saying, uh, all right, Marcus Mariota has a, a training camp you can go to, and so does Tom Brady. It's like, all right, you're going to go to Tom Brady's. You know what I mean? They're the same price. You know what I mean? Marcus Mariota is a solid quarterback, but you're going to go with the, with the GOAT. You know what I mean? I would just love to see that that flyer. It's like, does your kid move household appliances around? Right. He could be more sensitive. Come to this camp. Does your kid pick up pears and try to make you eat them? Um, <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, like, you said, there, like you said, there's so many possibilities uh, we'll definitely be finding about, out about all that in, uh, in December of this year. Very, very excited. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, this is kind of this is just this is just kind of fun to talk about. Uh, got a bunch of new Blu-rays coming out at, at, uh, in next month, which they kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. They kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know if you've seen the cover art. It's okay. They think like they have cool cover art for each of the movies, and they're gonna sell them individually and charge twenty-five bucks a pop. And uh, I'm gonna go buy all of them because you know that, I'm, I'm that's I'm literally me. typing this in right now. Because I, I, I did not know that we had new Blu-rays coming out um, for all the movies. Yeah, all the movies uh, except for The Rise of Skywalker, obviously. And I, yeah, no, yeah, there's there even the like Rogue One and Solo as well. And the cover art's pretty cool. You'll probably see it when you look it up. Um, but I, I'm just, I, but I say I'm gonna go get them. But also, I think I'm just gonna wait until The Rise of Skywalker is out on Blu-ray. You know, so you can get them all, and they'll probably have a. Right. But, you know, they're probably going to have a big bundle with all of them. Hopefully they have one with every single one, with Solo and Rogue One included, not just, like, a Skywalker saga. Because um, I would definitely, I, I really want to get, like, a bundle of, of all the films when The Rise of Skywalker is available. Uh, what about you? Are you going to pick these up when they come out, or are you just going to wait? I am going to disappoint most of your listeners and reveal the fact that I am not a, uh, I'm not a Blu-ray guy at all. Um, yeah. I'm not a physical media person anymore like right. i think that i, I it, it, something happens um when you live in la and you've moved 
as many times as I have moved is that you realize I, I'm only taking this stuff that I really need to survive. Right. So it's a, it's that line from Spaceballs: take only what you need to survive. <laughs> and so like, even like, if you look around my apartment, like it's pretty barren. I got, I got some artwork on the wall that is like very sentimental. That's like family heirloom kind of stuff. Right. And then everything else, I got my TV. I have things in the cloud. I have Star Wars available on demand whenever I want to watch it. So right. as far as owning physical stuff, I just don't really, I, I, I don't care about it personally. So I will not be picking these up. Um, I will be admiring a lot of the artwork, I'm sure. Um, but I, I, if I was going to buy anything, it would probably be, um, it would probably be the classic trilogy, although... Man, I, I, it would be fun to own something that is Rogue One related. I don't obviously since since this this new mark that doesn't care about physical media, I haven't owned any Rogue One stuff, and uh, and and Rogue One, I was a big fan of. So yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I agree with you. I'm not like super into into buying all the Blu-rays. I just think I do need uh, to own at least a copy of each of the films. You know what I mean? Because so I can just watch them whenever I want to. Uh, if 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 the uh, if the power goes out or not the power goes out the internet goes down if the power goes out I'm not doing shit then then you know then just looking at a wall but but uh, but if but if the if the internet goes out or something like that and I can't get on demand to go to Star Wars I know I got my trusty Blu-rays to to watch um, and even I say that but right now I have two copies of the entire Skywalker saga I got two copies of the Force Awakens and I have one for Rogue One and Solo and I got one I have two last Jedi I, I say this but I fucking buy all of them but. Um, I, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm going to wait until the rise of Skywalker is out on Blu-ray and I bet you they'll have a big bundle and they'll probably really, I mean, right now for the six original films, I think the Blu-ray, like for the, the pack, all the Blu-rays is like $80 right now. So that's not whenever, bad. Yeah, it's not bad, but, but whenever you put Rogue One, if they put Rogue One solo, Last Jedi Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker in there. I mean, I bet you you're pushing two hundred dollars for for the pack of all the Blu-rays. So uh, I'll just probably just wait then. You know, if I'm going to drop two hundred on all of them, you know, in in what eight months or something like that, whenever the Rise of Skywalker ends up coming out on Blu-ray. So yeah, I'm going to wait. But uh, I do like the cover art. I think they look cool. Uh, I'm a sucker for cover art, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna go get these uh, at least for a long time. Maybe sometime in the future after I have the Rise of Skywalker and all those and uh, whatever bundle they have uh, coming out. At the uh, at the the Ellis family residence that is currently still in Virginia, um, I can guarantee you we have the three VHS copies of the original original movies. Yeah. Um, and then we have the the VHS bundle of the special editions um, with that new cover art. And so that's what we still have. And I told my mom like that you're you're not allowed to throw that stuff out. Just yeah. <laughs> so that's the one physical thing is that it's on a medium that I can't even watch it on anymore because right. we don't own VCR, but I right. still want to have those VHS copies. Exactly. Yeah. VCRs, I say I do the same thing. I keep VCRs. I don't have Star Wars on, on like VHS tapes, but I have, I do, I know I have Spaceballs, which we've mentioned Spaceballs yeah. a couple times now, which of course you, you have As to mention Spaceballs. Yeah. Yes. Spaceballs is, is, I was watching it the other night. It's just so good. It's just so funny. It but, is. uh, it is just a bit. Well, let, let me let me pose this question to you. So I, let's just stick with the new the, the new um, films, uh, the, the ones that we've seen, obviously. So yeah. you know how when they when they did the they re-released the specials, uh, this is the first time they released the special editions on VHS and they had the, that cover art that was just one character, like a character yeah. central to that story. So I think it was uh, who was it? it was Darth Vader, uh, Yoda 
and who was the other one? It um, wasn't Luke. It was no. It was you talking about Return of the Jedi's? Um, I, no, I think uh, Return of the Jedi's was Yoda for some reason. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think and, Imp- I, and it was like a stormtrooper was stormtrooper Vader and Yoda. I think is what it was. Stormtrooper That's- for A New Hope, Vader for Empire, and Yoda for Return of the Jedi. Okay, so if I'm if we're doing that, I think it might have been reversed. I think it might have been a stormtrooper first one, but or or it might have been Vader a New Hope and then a stormtrooper Empire. Yeah, but maybe. either way, so I'm giving you that format for the new movies that we have for okay. the Disney films. Who are you putting on the cover? Who's the one person you're putting on each cover? I think Force Awakens goes to Rey because she's really the title is talking about her. The Force Awakens inside Rey. Yeah. I think I think Last Jedi. You gotta go. You gotta go, Luke. Um, you know, because the story, he is the last Jedi. And I think if you got to go the, 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 the titular character and the, in, of the film. So, so Luke for Last Jedi, Ray for Force Awakens. And we haven't seen, right, or, or also I forgot about Solo and Rogue One. Solo, you got to just put Han. Yep. Um, and then Rogue One, um, Rogue One, I mean, you, you, you want to say Jin, but I think maybe even Cassian, maybe. Uh, hey, I think the right answer here, Noah. There's only one right answer. <laughs> okay, well. It. We'll go Bist in the Space Monkey Thank for Rogue you. One. We'll Thank go Bist. That's right. I totally, you know, I totally dropped the ball on that one. The but, only uh, right answer. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then for the Rise of Skywalker, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be Kylo. Uh, that that's gonna be my guess. But um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what about you? What about you? Uh, I'm I'm agreeing with all your picks. Um, wh- wh- I'm going with Ray, uh, the Bistin, obviously, and then uh, Han for Solo and Luke for uh, for Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, now, I just if think I was, if I was making the decisions to do the classic trilogy over again on the cover, I would put Obi Wan on A New Hope. Um, I would put Vader on uh, Empire, and I would put Luke on Return of the Jedi. Yeah, see, I, I agree with you on that. I think maybe maybe for uh, Empire, I'd put like I don't know. I love Han Solo, so that'd be great to just see Han's Han's mug on Empire. I'm tempted to put. Leia on Empire. On Empire, yeah. yeah. Empire is a Empire is a different one because everyone just really has a pivotal pivotal role in, in that movie. Yeah. Even like you know you could put you could put Han, you could put Leia, you could put Luke, you could put um, you could put Vader, you could put um, you could put an ATAT Walker on there if you want. You know what I mean? You can put. There's and, a lot you can do for Empire. And, and let's not forget. I mean, you know, if people love to celebrate Leia for a lot of different reasons, deservedly so. But Let's not forget, she was piloting the Millennium Falcon, or she she made the decision to turn that baby around That's to true. go pick up Luke. Risky decision at the time. Can't say a lot of people would have made that call. Ended off paying up big time for yeah. the team three years later. Exactly. You sound like Chris Collinsworth right now. It's the, a, big, the, 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 the pivotal moment in the game. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's a girl. She's going to turn around the Millennium Falcon, and she's going to go <laughs> pick up Luke. Al Michaels just sitting there, old as fuck, just just sleeping. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. So we have Tie Fighters, and they're playing a cover two, and Leia's gonna take that on by herself. <laughs> That's great. I love. I love. You know, I haven't had anybody on the show really I can talk about football with. So I'm really, really enjoying all the football tie-ins of Star Wars. That's why I wore my shirt, and, and <laughs> that's why it's worth it. So if anybody's actually viewing this right now, they, it looks like I'm just like a huge torso and a tiny head because I'm reclining. Because, you know, once you get to be my age, Noah, you want to recline as much as possible. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm 20, and I want to recline as much as possible. You know what I mean? That's just that's the way to go. That's, that's well, the that's way of life. You're seven feet tall, so you, you need to rest as <laughs> exactly. much as possible. Exactly. <laughs> and for all you listeners out there, if you've not met Noah in person, just be prepared to meet. It's like a, it's like a shaved Chewbacca, okay? Because 
he, he speaks better English than Chewie, but he's, he's the same temperament, and he's just as tall. <laughs> exactly. I'll meet you. I mean, for the first time. Good impression. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. I'm working on it every every night in the mirror. I'm just looking at myself. <laughs> oh, come on, Noah. Come on, get us together. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, yes, I'm I, I'm basically a Wookiee, but we'll move on to why. Apparently, according to Bloomberg, who you know, you know, fuck Bloomberg. No one cares about Bloomberg, but apparently Bloomberg. Uh, did did some did some research did some studies and apparently kids nowadays don't like Star Wars um, and, and and Mark first off do you believe that for a second I you might have some some young people that you, in your life and your family are they into Star Wars or you are there or do you do you buy this at all first of all please don't put the curse on me that I have young people in my life that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a horrific way to live your life but I do have um, I have uh, some some nephews. And a niece, and they they are bigger Star Wars fans than they are uh, Marvel. However, I think a lot of that is because their parents are much bigger Star Wars fans yeah. than they are Marvel. Because like my brother and my sister, um, they 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 don't have time to pay attention to all these Marvel movies that are coming out nonstop. Right. Like I don't even know if I know my sister hasn't seen. My sister might have seen Iron Man, and that's it. My brother. Oh, right. My brother's better at it because he's a big fan of that stuff. So I think he's seen Infinity War. I am not sure if he has seen Endgame yet. And so anyway, the point being, like, they might they might have a couple like Captain America, Iron Man, you know, kind of stuff. But their parents are going to respond to Star Wars. And so their parents have, you know, provided them with all the Star Wars resources right. they need. Having said that, I agree with this report in the fact that I think the kids coming up now um are are probably the biggest fans of the marvel movies um and that's for a lot of different reasons one is that you get so many more marvel movies Mm -hmm. than you do star wars films um and these are new movies that are coming out that are exciting and star wars has had great movies but those movies are not being released in theaters and they're not being uh thrown into the zeitgeist and introduced in the same way that marvel films are with the new star wars films they made a lot of money for a lot of different reasons but i think a lot of the even because I was reading the article and like they're tracking it based on toy purchases. A lot of the toys that were purchased due to, because of the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi were by people our age and older. Yeah. You know? Um. And so I think that I think that people in in a in a weird way Marvel has the advantage because I don't think that their toys um, or that their merchandise is as precious. Um, as Star Wars stuff is, because all the Star Wars stuff you buy, you can't even open it and play with it. And I think that, you know, kids just buy a Marvel toy, and it's like, well, that's not going to be worth anything. So yeah, play with your, play with Black Widow, play with, uh, you know, Black Panther, play with Spider Man, play with all these characters. And I, you know, th- I think those are the most easily explainable reasons why yeah. Marvel has superseded Star Wars. But then there's just some things where like. You know, you can. It, I, I don't know why Star Wars has, has never been big in China, but it's not. It, yeah. It's not the biggest thing in China. And I had, I went down a, a rabbit hole with a few comic friends of mine one night after a show. And, you know, we were having a couple uh, adult beverages. And it's like one of my friends just went really political with it, thinking that there's a lot of political reasons why China doesn't want to show Star Wars in the same way that they would want to show a comic book movie. And hmm. there's all sorts of reasons for that. I don't think any of those are easily explainable, but. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I do think that Marvel is beating Star Wars right now. Doesn't yeah, mean that it's doing it for me, but right. it's you know, I love the Marvel films, but I'm always going to be a Star Wars kid. 
For sure, and I, I agree with you. I do think the reason that Marvel is, is is really taking the lead with the kids nowadays is because there are so many, so many of them, and they can. And, right. and also, every time I'm scrolling through the guide on on Directv or whatever, there's always some some Avengers show or some Avengers mm-hmm. cartoon or or a Black Panther show. Um, and I just think you know we have Rebels, we have Resistance for Star Wars, um, and 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 also the Star Wars films. All the new Star Wars films have all been PG thirteen. And and I do not that you know I think and Revenge of the Sith was PG thirteen and not that they're too dark for kids but I do think these the newer films uh, new newer Star Wars films are kind of a have been aimed towards the teenagers to the teenagers to like you know adult crowd I don't right, really right. think they've been you know aimed at 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 kids nowadays uh, obviously shows like Rebels and resistance are but but there's just not enough there's not as many star wars shows as there are marvel shows yeah i mean um, and, and i would say like if, if you were to track toy purchases just based on one individual movie being released i i may i, I just I, I don't know what the production is like i don't know if they're making so many more toys for infinity war or endgame as they are for star wars the force awakens but there's also so many characters in infinity war and endgame yeah. and you know that, so I think that these are all fair reasons, and yeah. I think that the the quality of Marvel films is worth having your kid get invested into those worlds and into those characters. You know, um, but I think I'm maybe I'm just past the point of in, in my life where I'm going to get competitive about telling everybody why Star right. Wars is better than right. Marvel. I'm just going. I, I know how I feel about it, and yeah. that's you know. I, I can yeah. with that. <laughs> Absolutely, as you should. And, and and I'm not, you know, when I hear this news, I'm not like, I'm going to go, when, I, when I'm walking my dog every night, if I see a little kid, I'm like, hey, you better be watching Star Wars. Yeah, You're right. Go in that house right, right now. Right. right. And also, well, the article, or I was reading a article uh, that was talking about how Galaxy's Edge, uh, the attendance has been low, apparently. You know, I haven't been. I uh, can't wait to go. Have you, have you been to Galaxy's Edge? Mark? I have not been to Galaxy's Edge. Um, as big of a Star Wars fan as I am, it's... I don't want to say it doesn't interest me to go because it would be awesome to be there. But I do wonder if a lot of people are staying away for the same reason I'm staying away is because I don't want to deal with crowds. I don't like like you can tell me that it that attendance is lower than expected. But I am going to assume that it's pretty crowded there right now. And I I think maybe a lot of people are just they're in their head. They're thinking I'm going to wait until this thing's been out for six months or a year, you know, Um, but it and, and it's. It's also expensive to go to Disneyland, yeah. Yeah. man. I mean, it's really, really pricey. And mm-hmm. so I understand if if people aren't lining up around the block necessarily to go to Galaxy's Edge. If you're there, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. Right. But as somebody who uh, dislikes crowds like that as much as I do, then I, the, the the trade-off for me isn't there. You know, right? Totally understandable. And, and, and you know, one even opinion. <laughs> right no i i definitely see where you're coming from even you know i have you know a bunch of people that live in the la area a bunch of people i know like anaheim and even people who live in anaheim like my friend jason um like he's i was talking to him the other day jason Ward from makingstarwars.net he is he's like yeah i mean it's i go he goes he takes his kids every now and then just because he's right there but even then he's like but i don't like a lot of people i know just don't go and they live right down the road because it's so damn expensive and now add let's say you live like like for me if you live in houston texas you gotta you gotta get on a fucking plane to go there, and mm-hmm. I don't have kids. I'm not married, so that's just me. And I'm sitting here like I gotta. I'm gonna wait a little while before I do that. Before I spend all that money, and then so imagine having two kids 
and you know, and 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 you're married, you gotta take someone else. You gotta you gotta buy all those tickets. You gotta get hotel room for all that. It's just it's it's definitely expensive. So when I see this article, it's like kids don't. It was it was saying kids don't like Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Galaxy's Edge's low attendance is proof. I was like, what? What do you think? You think the kids are running the show? You think the kids are sitting there like, oh, wake up in the morning, they're five, you know, eating Fruit Loops? Like, oh, yeah, mom, I think we're gonna take a trip to Galaxy's Edge. How's that sound? She's like, oh, are we really? Oh my gosh. She's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. You're gonna pay for all of it. And we're gonna stay at the best hotel. Uh, you know, what I mean, they don't have the choice. You know. Yeah, not necessarily. But look, if you, if you put me in that predicament where I'm married and I have kids, I'm gonna go to Galaxy's Edge by myself. So I can yeah. get away from my wife and kids that I exactly. never would. Exactly. If you, you go to Galaxy's Edge, they have they have all that. They have all the they have the bar. They have the alcohol. They have all the good stuff that the parents I'm going are going to the be, bar. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And some parents can't go get fucked up at Galaxy's Edge like you want to if you got a couple <laughs> kids running around. You know yeah. what I mean? You know you gotta have to stick to the non-alcoholic blue milk, and, and that's no fun. You know what I mean? That's no fun. You want to get fucked up. You want to go ride. You know, pilot pilot the Falcon. You know what I mean? You want to go? You want to go? You want to go hassle Kylo Ren because he's a dick? You know? Well, that's and that's the thing too. Is that like it, like Galaxy's Edge? It's apparently it's it's just very meticulous in that like they want you it they want it to be an all immersive experience where you feel like you're on another planet. And those kind of things just don't interest me as much as like the actual rides do. So if the ride yeah. pays off, then I'm happy. I don't need to interact with people in character. Like, I grew up in Colonial Williamsburg, okay? I've seen people in character. I've seen the local blacksmith. Like, I, I, I've done that. So I right. just want the ride to be cool, and that's all I really care about. Now, a Star Wars water theme park, that is something I'd be up for. I that would be water park. So that would Star be Wars fun. water theme park, sign me up for that. Absolutely. I agree. That, that would be a good time. And, and that's one thing also – Galaxy's Edge right now, you know, the, the one in Orlando wasn't open yet. It's only open in Anaheim right now. Mm-hmm. And, and they have one ride. They have the Smuggler's Run, the, the Millennium Falcon right. ride. Right. Rise of the Resistance, which I am very excited for. That's the one I was more excited for than, than Smuggler's Run whenever okay. it was all ramping up. Rise of the Resistance is going to open, I think, in December for, at, for Orlando. And I think yeah. it's going to be even later in Anaheim. So, and that's one thing I also think people are waiting on. If people are doing their research, they're like, oh, there's only one ride. There's supposed to be two. And that one's not open yet. We're going to wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're, the Schmodown is, we have, uh, uh, we're going to Orlando. The Schmodown is Orlando, uh, October 19th. And so I'm flying in a day early. Christian originally is like, hey, we should all fly in early and go to like Disney World. And I'm like, y'all go to Disney World if you want to. I'm doing either a Typhoon Lagoon situation or one of the other water themes. I, I haven't been to a water park in a good long while. Right. That's where I want to go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, either. Houston doesn't have a good... We got Schlitterbahn, which is in Galveston, which I don't That's even know if you know what Schlitt... German beer. Exactly, exactly. It, it, it's, it's a really super subpar water park in Galveston. And I don't know when the last time you were in Galveston or, or ever... But if you take a look at the Gulf of Mexico right now, it's disgusting, right? It's it, it's the worst yeah. beach on planet Earth, and 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 then they're like, hey guys, we use this is their big their big selling point. We use water from Galveston in our water park, and I'm like, I'll pass, I'll, <laughs> I'll I will pass on that. I'll, I'd rather go to just a pool. That's more fun. I'm not gonna get chlamydia. You know what I mean? Like it, it's disgusting. You know what I mean? I I don't want to go to Schlitterbahn. And, well, and, that's the trade-off when you go to a water park, no? Is it? I, I, it could be. It could be smart water that they're pumping in. It's going to have pee in it, and that's right. the truth. I, I guess so, but 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 if Schlitterbahn is like, hey, we're Star Wars themed for the week, I'm like, I'm gonna. It doesn't matter what I'm getting. I'm going. 
I'd go, yeah, yeah, it's worth yeah. it. It's worth it to catch some sort of skin disease if it's Star Wars themed. Exactly. I, I agree with you there. I agree. But um, all right, let's, let's kids. If you're if you're watching, if you if you're considered a a kid, I don't know why you're watching this. This is kind of <laughs> not for really people your age. But watch Star Wars. Who am I kidding? If you're watching the show, you're watching Star Wars. Tell your friends to watch Star Wars. It's a lot of fun. But also, Marvel's cool, too. So if you're into Marvel, go ahead and, and do that. But Star Wars is fun. Uh, all right, we got some viewer questions, Mark. we got people that sent in some pictures. Wait. Or, or pictures. Uh, questions. Um, and this, this is the first one that I, I really found interesting. Claire Stribling at C Stribs, my, my, my good, good buddy, sent in this question. She said, since we have a three-year break between movies and the Skywalker saga is ending, do you think the franchise is going to lose any momentum slash enthusiasm from casual Star Wars fans, and how will Disney Plus content affect casual fans? Like, do you think you think all the casual fans who go to see every Star Wars movie are gonna hear about the Disney Plus shows and actively go seek that out, or do you think they're just not gonna care? I think I think Claire makes a great point overall because I I do think that you're gonna lose some casual fan interest in Star Wars as a whole because um, you're closing out the Skywalkers it is what we're anticipating is that you're kind of closing the book on the Skywalkers. And then new Star Wars movies, you don't get another one on the big screen for two years, I think. I think 2022, so yeah, I guess it'd be three years, is uh, December 16th, I think 2022 is when the first uh, Benioff Weiss movie is supposed to come out. Um, That's three years, and it's also, that's an old Republic movie in all likelihood to where it has nothing to do with any of the favorites that I've had since 1977. So, even though I was born in 80. But I think that the Disney Plus... I don't consider right now, at this point in time, I don't consider Disney Plus to be a place where a casual Star Wars fan would go for new content. Because I don't think that casual Star Wars fans would pay the money to go to Disney Plus. I think that you have to be somewhat of a diehard Star Wars fan. I mean, even I'm on the fence about it. And then they introduced the ESPN bundle. And I'm like, yeah, you probably got me there. And I do really want to see The Mandalorian and other Star Wars content. But... You know, my my question is, does that content that they're going to be putting on the Disney streaming service is is like the Mandalorian sounds cool. The Cassie and Andor show sounds cool. Those are going to be very self-contained stories and not really involve the larger landscape. You know, it's it's not going to be this sprawling thing, which is, again, what Marvel's great at doing is like, we'll see this movie and then they're going to be pulling in all these other characters from all these other things and. And Star Wars, these these shows to me don't seem like they're doing that. Like, to be honest, I think that I could, um, I, I think that I could miss the Mandalorian, and still know everything that's going on in the Rise of Skywalker. And I think yeah. that I could totally miss the Cassie and Andor show, and I can still know everything that's happening in the new Old, Old Republic trilogy. So, yeah. um, I I don't think the casual Star Wars fans, I don't think the Disney Plus is for casual Star Wars fans at this point in time. Right, I, I agree with you, man. I. I I think that obviously I'm going to get Disney Plus. I'm going. To, I want to see the Mandalorian uh, and the Cassian show. And and I, Iger said there's going to be a third show in the future that they haven't announced yet. Which I am. I am. I myself am like 99 percent sure that's going to be Kenobi, right? So Ooh. I'm. And I'm. Yeah. And obviously that's that's very intriguing. So I do think I I'm going to get it. But I I agree that I I do think the casual fans are just not like it's not going to care anymore about the Star Wars movies as much which really I have I have be, if you, if if the people that watch this show every week I have hella beef with the marketing team at Lucasfilm. I think they do a terrible job. I I, I and, oh, really? and, and okay. yeah they they there's like 
the marketing for Solo was atrocious. It was terrible. And that's why that movie bombed so hard. I mean, you, you, they started marketing that movie three months before it came out. You yeah. have to build hype. With the, even what, with what they're doing with The Rise of Skywalker right now, go out on the street. And no one knows that the ninth and final main Star Wars movie is coming out in December. No one knows. And I do think they should know. I think that should be public knowledge. Everyone, I feel like six months before uh, Endgame came out, people were like, oh, it's, it's, it's wrapping up in like six months. I, and, and obviously that movie did so well. I just yeah. don't think they're, I think they're really dropping the ball and what they're, they're going to have to do a really good job with those Benioff and Weiss movies to get people in the seats. I think that they're, I, I think that they're in a, a tough spot. Um, I think that they were in an impossible situation with Solo because there was so much Last Jedi backlash. And one of the best ways to quell backlash is to go radio silent for a little bit. And that's what Star Wars did. And I think that the backlash just kept coming for Last Jedi. It just became such a toxic thing that yeah. by the time they started advertising Solo, it was like they still had that hangover, you know? And yeah. so you can give give the kids a Denny's cup for Solo, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know that there's anything that they could have done differently marketing that movie that would have made it more successful. Um, and with I, I think with Force Awakens and with Last Jedi, I think the marketing was brilliant. I think that... It, oh, and, I agree with you on that. And, I agree. And, and for the reason that I want to see them do Rise of Skywalker the same way, because maybe not so much Force Awakens, but Last Jedi, there was there was such mystery as to what was yeah. what was actually going on in that movie. Force Awakens, by the time we got to see the movie, we knew pretty much what the beats were going to be. But yeah. Last Jedi, we really went in pretty clueless, and I want that to be the case with the Rise of Skywalker. So yeah. I understand your beef with the Solo uh, situation, but I don't think that... I think that they that their hands were so tied with that movie that there wasn't a lot more that they could have done. See, and, and I, I do see where you're coming from with that. And, and I agree with you. I think The Force Awakens and Last Jedi marketing were great. And, I, and if they take a similar similar uh, attempt mm -hmm. at, at, at The Rise of Skywalker, what they did with The Last Jedi, I think that would be, that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, but one thing is that I just, they need to, I just think they really need to start building up the hype because it's not there for regular people at all. And I don't know how they do it. I don't know. You know, I think they're going to do something at D23. Maybe that'll spark something, and then it'll, it'll get bigger. But, and then, obviously, we'll probably have a trailer in October, I, I would guess, in Monday Night Football. That's usually that's what yeah. they've been doing. Um, but and, and, and the same thing with The Mandalorian. I was talking about this, too. I think they have the fact that they didn't release a trailer for The Mandalorian at Celebration, right? And were, did you, were you at the panel for The Mandalorian at Celebration? Um, no, I was watching Tiger Woods play the Masters. That's right. right. Hey, honestly, I mean, you, the footage was cool, but I mean, Tiger Woods, I mean, it comes the, first for sure. I'm the worst. I should have my Star Wars fan. <laughs> no, I, 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 uh, I totally, I totally see where you're coming from. That's a big deal. And, yeah. but the thing is, and all, all the footage, you know, was online anyway. It's all out there. But, but the thing is, they, they, was there was a lot footage. of, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't an official anything. Exactly. So I, 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 I do subscribe to your point where, I'm not ready to criticize Lucasfilm just yet as far as marketing their, uh, their, their, their streaming shows, but I'm like, okay, what's the game plan here? I, exactly. think, that, I, I think that you and I can rest easy and not, not start picketing Lucasfilm if at D23, which I'm lucky enough to go to, and I will be going to D23 because there's no golf tournament scheduled for that week. <laughs> right, um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see some sort of Rise of Skywalker stuff that may not be released to the public. But yeah, I think that they'll show maybe a lot of Mandalorian stuff. But I think what also gets released to the public that weekend could be a Mandalorian trailer or a Cassian Andor trailer or both. And I think that that's the right time 
to start ramping up that marketing campaign because right. I think people know there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. I don't think anybody knows that there's Star Wars streaming shows that are yeah. live action. I don't either. Yeah. And, and, and I, it just, one thing that I, I, I question is like, why, why was the, the fact that there wasn't a trailer, there wasn't a trailer for the Mandalorian re- released from celebration just is in idiotic. I mean, it's really stupid, right. but you know, like, right. but, but like you said, they'll, I, I guarantee you they, that, uh, that a Mandalorian trailer will be released from D23. And if they don't, then, then, then I give up on talking about it. Cause if they don't do that, <laughs> then they're out of their minds, but that will happen. And I bet you will get like a behind the scenes reel for the rise of Skywalker at D23. That's, that's my prediction, but, um, you're going to be there. Me. I almost went to D23. I almost, almost, I almost was able to get there, but, uh, not this year, but next I'll, time uh, for sure. I'll I'll text you afterwards and let you know what what happens. I I do have a feeling though, and this may be in the spirit of marketing and and them realizing like, hey, we do need to get Rise of Skywalker hype out there. I think you're probably going to see some sort of behind the scenes reel. I have a feeling you see something else too. Really? I have a feeling you see something else. I don't know what that something else is, but I think you're going to see something else there. I hope and, so. And again, I mean... I, I'm not. I I don't know anybody. I'm just right. That, that's what I guess. Yeah, no, I, I hope so. I, I, I think that would be great for them. I think that'd be a great idea if they did that. Um, but I just, I really think we're going to get a, personally, like my prediction is behind the scenes reel and then a trailer in October and a trailer for The Mandalorian. And maybe like Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk come out and talk about Cassian, the Cassian show for a minute. And maybe we get a, a, an announcement for the third, for the third uh, show. That's, that, that's my prediction. And I hope we get more from the Rise of Skywalker because obviously... That's great for us. That we, we love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be pretty cool to see like you and McGregor come out on stage and announce an Obi-Wan streaming service. I think that's, that would be amazing. That I'm, would, that... I'm still a little like, you know, I and I know that I'm in the minority here, but like a Kenobi movie or streaming show, like I love the fact that he's this old crazy wizard that hasn't done shit in 30 years <laughs> in A New Hope. And so I, it, it I, I want to see a Kenobi streaming show where it's literally he's just it's like him and his little circle of friends yeah. at at some bar that he occasionally goes to. Like that's all I want it to be. But I know that Rebels has 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 done you know the expand of the canon and he fought Darth mm-hmm. Maul. And so look, I'm gonna watch it, but I I, I don't want Obi Wan to have too much to do too late in his career because yeah. you know it it I, I don't want it to cheapen the character that I know from. A new hope, you know. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, and, and I, I, you know, one, I, I agree with you. I, I would love to just see Obi Wan just hanging out, you know, at the cantina, mm-hmm. just, just, just having, having a few laughs. That's what I always say about Stranger Things. Like season three just came out, and I'm like, dude, let the kids just hang out because yeah, all right. those characters are great. I would just love a season right. of them just, just being kids, just being teenagers right. in the '80s. But yeah. um, and maybe, maybe I, I mean, obviously they're not going to do that with with Kenobi. If they do announce a Kenobi show. He's going to be doing something crazy. Maybe not like huge, you know, stuff all around the galaxy. Maybe it sticks on Tatooine because he does have some stuff. He does have a few things going on on Tatooine, as we've seen. So maybe they can just expand on that a little more. Maybe Maul right. shows up. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see that duel in live action. That would be kind of cool. But. You know, it's, I, I, I enjoyed Darth Maul. I got really excited when I saw him in Solo. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see, man. All right. Well, this is a fun one. This, is, this one's from Mike Lovins. Which Star Wars character is most likely to drink a Coors Light? <laughs> Mike Lovins, great, great fan, great rock enthusiast, great uh, guitar player from Ohio. Um, which Star Wars character is most likely to drink a Coors Light? Well, we know that 
Lando is more of a Colt 45 guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my initial my initial reaction would would be Han Solo, but yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that might. Okay, well, the mountains are blue, cold light. Uh, of course, like their whole their whole ad campaign is that it's 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 the coldest beer you can get. Right. So the Wampas love Coors Light. Absolutely, the Wampas are huge fans of Coors Light for sure. They get they get they get the, they get a cold Coors Light, a big you know a, a human leg, and they're just chilling. They're having a great night. They just and, crush uh, those tall boys. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. They, they they just they bite into them like they're Baker Mayfield in baseball. <laughs> they crush them on their forehead afterwards and throw them. <laughs> yeah, because you know, they're hard as fuck. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Sophia Primera, my you know my friend Sophia. I met asked, Sophia, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, "What is your favorite Disney era Star Wars movie?" Favorite Disney era Star Wars movie yeah. would be Force Awakens. Absolutely, I Force agree. Awakens. Still, it's a really good matchup between for second place between Last Jedi and Rogue One. Um, I think I'd probably go Last Jedi over Rogue One just ever so slightly, and then I would have uh, Solo, which I did enjoy bringing up the rear. But yeah, Force yeah. Awakens to me is, is always going to be a very, very special movie to me. Yeah. See, I, I have Force Awakens number one uh, as my favorite, and then I have Rogue One, then Last Jedi, and then Solo. Solo okay. was last on everybody's list, it seems, which is a bummer, because that's a good movie. I really enjoy it, but I just it feel is. like it's... Yeah, it, it's like I, I, when I had Ken on, uh, that's his least favorite. Solo was was his because I we had actually a whole thing where we ranked them all, and uh, he, Solo was his least favorite of the new ones. But but everyone's like it's good. It's just my least favorite of the new ones. And Force Awakens is my second favorite Star Wars movie behind uh, Return of the Jedi. Good so man. it's just yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Luke Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi is just it's peak peak Star Wars. I mean, that's, it's that's t- hero. all all black green lightsaber. Come on, you can't add get better it, than that. Love it. All right, here's the last question, and we'll, we'll wrap up the show after this. Um, the original GNS, uh, he had an interesting question that I thought would, we could put some thought into. He said, why did Vader have his hands on Leia, but still couldn't sense his own daughter or feel her Force presence, but could feel Luke's while they're, while they're in two ships during the Battle of Yavin? What do you, do you think about that? I think, I think maybe that... Leia wasn't actively using the Force ever. I think I think you got to be kind of using the Force at least a little bit uh, for for Vader to be like, oh, because all he says, I don't even think he he realizes it's like his son or anything. He just says the Force is strong with this one during the Battle of Yavin, and that's when Luke is using the Force to make the thing that make the the, the laser go down the uh, the de- in the Death Star and blow it up. So he's using the Force. Maybe that's what Vader feels, but I'm not sure. Well, I can give you a, uh, a, a old-school reason and a new-school reason. The old-school reason is that Vader's gloves clearly a lot thicker in <laughs> New Hope than they were in, uh, in Empire. So when he's holding her, it's like, those are like big, thick eyes. Right, right. Um, and then he kind of trimmed down his suit after that. Um, the new-school one is that how are you and I communicating right now? Over Skype. Over Skype, exactly. Now, I have Skype. You have Skype. Are you able to Skype me at yeah. all times? Yeah, right. Not no, when I'm offline. Not that's when I'm true. Offline. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you cannot Skype you when I'm offline. I think it's the same thing is true for the force. Yeah. Is that yeah. Luke had Luke had tapped into? He had turned on his force Skype 
And so then yeah. Vader could sense it. But Leia's was off. It was dormant. She didn't even know right. she had Skype on her Exactly. Computer. She didn't even know. Yeah. It's in, it's one of the, it was in one of those folders deep inside her brain. Yeah. And she, she, wasn't, she didn't bring it up. She didn't know she had Skype. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I just think you kind of got to be using it. And uh, I, I, think that, uh, I think you and I have given very logical, rational explanations as to why uh, Vader did not sense that Leia was a Force user. Because when George Lucas was making that movie, he had no idea that Leia was a fourth. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but right. but I think that we uh, I think that we massaged that pretty well. I think so. I think I think we gave a good answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because Darth Vader had thick gloves. That that that's your answer right there. Dude, isotoners, man. They your hands would get sweaty in those things. Absolutely. All right. That wraps up today's show. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Oh, we're done uh, already? Yeah, I know, man. We, we've been going for about an hour now. It right. really went by. But. I hope I was a better guest than that knapsack guy. Hey, man, y'all, you know, y'all, y'all are both great. Y'all are both great, and I'd love to have both of you on in the future for sure. Um, hey, I'm, I'm cheaper than knapsack, okay? I know that absolutely. he demands. I know he's got an extensive contract rider. I know he has a lot of special <laughs> perks that he needs. You oh. just call me up, and I'm here, and I'm yeah. happy to chat Star Wars. All that paperwork for Knapsack was really too much. And <laughs> yeah, I, you gotta talk I had to talk about his book. And stuff. I had to talk about that book a lot, and I was like, ugh, no. But um, <laughs> I had to give that right. book literally. Here, that, that, that's what I have to plug is the Ken Knapsack has uh, Why We Love Star Wars. <laughs> I've given that book. I, I ordered like 10 copies of it, and uh-huh. I've given it to various. It's a great gift because it's like mm-hmm. 10 bucks on Amazon, so you just – Give it to whoever in your family, like, oh, yeah, here. And then you tell them you know the author, and they're like, their minds are, you know somebody that writes books? Right. Yeah, I do. And um, I can probably get them to Skype it with you. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no, seriously, the, the Ken's book is fantastic. I, right. I told him, I told him, I, I literally cried when I was reading it. Like, whenever I, the long time ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away segment, um, it was one of, the, one of the last ones. I literally had tears. I was like just thinking about how much Star Wars means to me and him and you and all of us. It's it's really ama- an amazing book. Um, Mark, where can they find you on the interwebs? You got anything to plug? Maybe drop your uh, the day your special is coming out. Maybe you can do that for sure. Uh, we're almost there. We're almost at special announcements yet. Not quite there yet, but uh, very exciting stuff in the works. In the meantime, you can follow me at Mark Ellis Live, and I'll do all my tour dates and all that stuff on Mark Ellis Live. Dot com. Awesome, man. You can follow me on Twitter at Outlaw Noah and on Instagram at the Outlaw Noah and Kessel Run Radio on all the social media platforms. And uh, thank you so much once again, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, everyone, thanks for watching. And uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>